Hey, what's going on out there, people? This is Brian Hanley here. Welcome. So, sports. We all love them. Uh, we all have our favorite teams. We all have our favorite players. You know, kind of the allure to sports, uh, and our favorite teams for that matter, is who do we think are the best? The best of each sport. Like, who's the best basketball player? Who's the best football player? You know, who's the best baseball or hockey player? Best boxer? So what we're going to talk about today is who is the best? What goes into it? How do you decide, you know, and what are your, what's really the feelings? How do you, how do you determine who the best football, basketball, you know, baseball, boxer, who the best really is? Let's talk ball. Broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Michael Harris has it. Here's Short. Secretariat has opened the 22 line lead. Five ball deep left field. Yes, there, there. She goes. Touchdown. He did what? thing let's talk about football in my opinion and this is just me uh, but this is my show football players come in all different packages um it to me everybody talks about quarterbacks being the most difficult position so they have to be the best football player i don't believe that wholeheartedly one iota i absolutely don't believe it i do believe that it may be not maybe it is the most difficult position in sports to play I do believe that. However, that doesn't mean that you are the best football player. I just don't believe that. That's my opinion. You can't take that away from me. That's my opinion. Does quarterback mean that you can be the best player? Sure it does. It doesn't mean that they're the most important. I believe it's the most important position in all of sports. But that doesn't mean that you have to be the best. I mean, come on now. I mean, you know how many bum quarterbacks that are out there? Or not bum, just mediocre quarterbacks. You're saying that they're better than Jerry Rice? Or not even Jerry, you're better than a Lynn Swan? No, absolutely not. Come on, people, think. You know, this is a thinking show. We're going to have fun, but we're going to think. Now, let's be real about it. You know, for instance, let's take it from the top. My personal best I know I'm going to get some pushback, but I don't care. Joe Montana. I believe as far as the best quarterback, I, I digress. I digress. The best quarterback for me is Joe Montana. Does Joe Montana the best football player? No. In my opinion, the best football player is Lawrence Taylor. That you can say Jerry Rice. You can say Walter Payton. You could say Tom Brady, Joe Montana. My thing when it comes to the best, who changed the way the game is played? They didn't change the way the game was played for Joe Montana or Jerry Rice or 
Tom Brady. They didn't change the way that football was played. Football was changed because of Lawrence Taylor. Now you can talk about what Lawrence Taylor was off the field. I'm not talking about what somebody was off the field. I don't even care for this discussion. I'm talking about who was the best football player that you have ever seen. I don't mean that you've seen Lawrence Taylor is that man. He literally made another position valuable. Now you can say, well, a quarterback makes a wide receiver valuable. Not true. Not even remotely true. And I'll tell you why. Is How many times, I mean, Randy Maul, you know how many good receivers played with bum quarterbacks? I mean, think of Chris Carter. Chris Carter's a Hall of Famer. Just think what he would be if he had a, le- a legitimate quarterback to play with. What, did he have one for two years? I mean, put Jerry or Chris Carter with Joe Montana, with Steve Young. I mean, come on now. He made, Lawrence Taylor made uh, the left tackle position. Nobody valued the left tackle. They used to let tight ends block defensive ends and outside linebackers. Send a back over there to go block him. It's no big deal. Yeah, until he started breaking your quarterback's legs, literally. I mean, you know, and that's what the position was. Outside, you just literally, hey, the tight end can block that guy. We don't have to worry about him. And then Lawrence Taylor started killing your quarterback. And then all of a sudden it's, oh my God, we got to get somebody over here who's not only as big, has long arms, and he can move on his feet and can block these guys. And the left tackle position was formed. And there's a reason today that people say the number one position in football, quarterback, the second most valuable position in football is the left tackle because the third most is outside pass rushers, defensive ends, outside linebackers. Who can protect the quarterback and who can get to the quarterback? You haven't heard a successful football coach in your life talk about how that isn't successful. So for me, Lawrence Taylor, and I'll be honest, is not even close in my opinion. I know Jerry Rice has every receiving record that there is. And I don't say that Jerry Rice isn't the best wide receiver that ever played. But I do think that Jerry Rice also benefited from playing with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'll be the first person to tell you that. I don't go by, well, it was the system. Hey, man, get out of here with that. You don't run or catch that many passes. Get it for that many yards, that many touchdowns, just because of a system. You have to be good. Okay? If that was the case, everybody that played in a run-and-shoot offense, they, I mean, they would have all those yards, but it doesn't really work out that way, does it? I mean, Houston ran the run-and-shoot. They had Warren Moon, who was a Hall of Fame quarterback. None of his receivers were Hall of Famers. Not one of them, not even close. So get out of here with that nonsense. Like I said... Jerry Rice, best receiver, not the best football player. Walter Payton, love him. Is actually, in my opinion, second. But he's not the best, you know? And the reason I say that Walter Payton wasn't just, he could catch, he could run, he could throw, he could block, he could do it all. And did it very well. And for the basically three-fourths of his career, he did it for garbage teams. I mean, the Bears sucked. And then Mike Ditka came and they became good. 
But yeah, for three-fourths of his career, maybe more, the Bears were horrific and had a horrific line, horrific quarterback. They had nothing. Nothing. They were terrible. Come on now. You see all them, them films of Walter Payton running through all those guys? It's not because he wanted to run through them. He had to. Nine guys around. Running through all of them. But the bottom line with that is, is he, Lawrence Taylor, defined a position. He made another position. He created the outside pass rush while also creating the left tackle. Changed the way football is played, in my opinion, best football player that I've ever seen. And you know what? And I'll argue with anybody about it. And they're not really going to be able to say a whole lot either. Because people that know football, they're going to understand and they know it too. It's just the way that it is. Now, let's move on. Best boxer. Boxing is hard. So many weight classes. Different eras. I mean, I mean, heck, they used to fight. There were just you fought till somebody died, or they just couldn't fight anymore. No round. I mean, they had rounds, <clears throat> but there wasn't like a fifteen minutes. There wasn't or fifteen rounds. There wasn't twelve rounds. It was just you know if we fight forty rounds. We just fight forty rounds. Pass out, or don't I mean, or get knocked out. Quit. But we ain't stopping till somebody quit. Now, I mean, if that boxing was like that today, whoo. I mean, that was barbaric. Now, that was boxing. I don't know if that was really boxing. Let me, let me step back. I, I digress. That's not really boxing. I mean, you just literally just fight until somebody. Now, that's fighting. And there is a difference between fighting and boxing. That's fighting. But the difference was it was. I mean, back in those days, it was sort of, they sort of had rules, you know. I mean, back then, it was, okay, I knock you down, and I'm going to stand over you, and as soon as you get two feet on the mat, I'm punching you again. <laughs> Woo! I mean, y'all seen them old films? They don't let you, hey, you get knocked down, you better jump up. Because you try to weasel your way up? Uh-uh. Not happening. Not happening. I'm punching you again. So, as far as the best boxer, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's difficult. It's really difficult to say. A lot of people, you know, they want to talk about Muhammad Ali. He's the greatest. And in his era, he was the best. You know, Larry Holmes tries to say that he wasn't nothing. I mean, Larry Holmes, get out of here with that nonsense, okay? Nobody wants to hear that. You beat Ali when Ali, I mean, heck, you could see the man couldn't even barely move. He had no reactions. Who knows if he had Parkinson's at that time or not? Man had hardly any reaction time, and you took advantage of that. So shut up. Nobody wants to hear that. However, I don't know if he's the best. Now, my opinion I'm going to say that he is. I'm biased. I admit I'm from Louisville. It is what it is. Ali's the greatest. He's going to be the greatest. Everybody else can kiss my bootay. But there's others. Let's start with the most recent guy that everybody talks about that we all know. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather undefeated. Floyd Mayweather is flawed. I mean, 
And it's not that his boxing is flawed because he's great defensively, super quick, outstanding, you know, just could outstanding defensively, didn't let you hit him, you know, masked his punchy. I mean, just outstanding. But you go back and look at who he fought and when he fought them. He didn't really fight guys in their prime. You know, like, I don't really give a whole lot of credence to Oscar De La Hoya. I don't know how good Oscar was either. Kind of had the same type of career. But he fought Oscar when Oscar was done. And he did. I mean, he fought Oscar when he was done. He fought Canelo. But Canelo wasn't in his prime yet. Canelo was young, didn't know how to fight. Now, the one thing about that fight, though, I will say, everybody said that, you know, Floyd Mayweather, he just runs. He's a defensive fighter. No, no, buddy. He stood right in that pocket with Canelo and beat Canelo. He wasn't running anywhere. He stood right in that pocket and beat him up. I shouldn't say beat him up, but he won the fight. You know, that, that's just the way that it is. De La Hoya, I, I, I'm not putting him into the grave. What am I talking about? Come on, Brian, you're better than that. Uh, you know, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, you know, uh, Joe Lewis, you know, Rocky Marciano, Jack Dempsey. Now, some of these guys are go back, you know, all you see is those crazy tapes. You can't really see them. Joe John, I mean, you know. It's just a lot of people that you just don't really know how good the boxing and all that was, which is why boxing is so hard, you know, especially because different weight classes and things of that nature. To me, Ali is my biased opinion, but from research and technically Sugar Ray Robinson would be the best fighter of all time. Again, that's my opinion. Like I said, I'm being biased. I'm going to say Ali. But with actual research, it's Sugar Ray Robinson. It's just Sugar Ray Robinson. Man, you know, owned a division, universally known as the best pound for pound fighter ever. Not just, hey, in his era, ever. You know, the people, you're not going to be saying that about somebody. You know, if they were only good for a few minutes. Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> oh, still dressing in pantyhose, ain't you, Oscar? <laughs> Take them pantyhose off, brother. So let's move on. Uh, baseball. Baseball is another one. Can be tricky. Can be tricky. Reason being, they didn't always let minorities play baseball. 1947, you know, they brought in Jackie Robinson. He wasn't even the best player at the time. He wasn't even the best African-American player. He was just the best for to be brought in at that time to integrate the league, but he wasn't the best player. Heck, he'd have probably told you that. Babe Ruth. Ty Cobb. Now, it's, it's tough to, to measure... Certain guys, because, okay, you say, talk about Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, known racist. Doesn't mean a man couldn't play baseball. But he's a racist. So do we really want to say that he's the best? Uh, I mean, he had all them hits. 
I mean, he was a great baseball player. So you got to put him in that conversation. Racist or not, got to put him in the conversation. Babe Ruth. Now, if today a man could go out and pitch in a World Series, win a World Series game, or better yet, go out and have an ERA under two and go hit you 40 home runs in a year, you would say he's the best player that ever walked the face of the earth. And that was Babe Ruth. I mean, he had to stop pitching because he was so good of a hitter. Oh, hey, man, we're wasting you on certain. We got to have you just hit. Just play the field and had to stop pitching. And he was an outstanding pitcher. Not good. Not, I mean, he wasn't just decent. He wasn't good. Outstanding pitcher. Babe Ruth. But he played in an era. Minorities didn't play. They didn't play. You have to give some credence to that. Now, you can say he dominated when he played. Absolutely. And he did. And you can't blame him for what the league was. I mean, you can't say, oh, well, Babe Ruth didn't play. And it's, I mean, you can't blame him for dominating against the guys that were allowed to play. I mean, that's not his fault. He can only do what he can do. You know? So Babe Ruth is absolutely in that conversation. Well, then who else? Willie Mays. Joe DiMaggio, I mean, Willie Mays was a bad man. Joe DiMaggio, which they always said he was the greatest living baseball player until he died. I, I, I Willie Mays was better than him. Get out of here. Don't care what anybody, get, get out of here. Willie Mays was better. And that doesn't mean, now, here's the thing, guys. Anytime somebody says that somebody is better than somebody else, that doesn't mean that that somebody else sucks. So get out of your feelings with that, Okay. Because I say somebody else is better, that doesn't mean they suck. I didn't say Joe Montana sucked. He's just not as good as Lawrence Taylor. There's nothing wrong with it. For instance, there are millions and, or not millions, billions and billions of other men that have walked the face of the earth. Now, none of you all are as good looking or as sexy as me as Kool-Aid. That doesn't mean that everybody's ugly. Now, there's a whole bunch of ugly of y'all out there. You know what I'm saying? But none of y'all look as good as me. And the ladies will attest to that. You know? But that doesn't mean all y'all are ugly. This is the same thing. Y'all get me? I know y'all get me. You've seen me walking. You've seen me. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that everybody is not any good. So relax. Or don't relax. Whatever you want. But like I said, it is what it is. It doesn't mean that everybody stinks just because they're not the best. And Joe DiMaggio was an outstanding baseball player. Mickey Mantle. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, but for me and my money, the best baseball player, and people are going to laugh, is Barry Bonds. Now, yes, he took steroids. I, I mean... Don't care what anybody said. Yes, he took steroids. But I didn't see in, in the league if if what the everybody is saying. This is what the reports are, you know, with even the actual testing. That 70% of the league was doing steroids. That's almost three quarters of the players. I take that report to be a little overstated. Let's say it's 45%. 
to be a little bit more, you know, realistic. You know, 70% is more shock value. Let's say it's 45%. That's almost half. At the time that Barry Bonds was actually taking the steroids, was there anybody even remotely close to as good as he was? And that's an easy answer. And the answer to that is no. There wasn't anybody even remotely close to as good as he was. Now you go pre-steroids. How many guys were as good as Barry Bonds? Pre-steroids. King Griffey Jr.? Maybe. Who else? I don't want anybody else. You can't put anybody in and say, oh, yeah, they were they were as good as... No, you cannot. The man was a Hall of Famer before the steroids. Everybody knows that. And he took the steroids because he got jealous. I mean, we know the stories. I don't even, I don't want to go into that. That's, a, again, another conversation for another, another podcast, and we could talk about that at another time if need be. But the bottom line is, Barry Bonds was the best baseball player that I've ever seen. And he's the best baseball player. And you can go by the numbers and say they were tainted with steroids. Okay, fine. Is there a difference between taking steroids? Well, sure there is. Between taking steroids and habituates that everybody was taking in the 70s. Quaaludes and everything else. You know, that's just, it's human hormone, growth hormone is going to give you an advantage. Now, it doesn't give you a, you know, eye contact, you know, your hand and eye contact. It doesn't enhance that. But what it does do is I don't have to swing at this pitch. I don't have to swing at that pitch. I'm going to swing at this one pitch where I like it because that pitcher is going to make a mistake and I'm going to hit the ball 550 feet when he does. That's what it does. <laughs> it literally says... I don't have to swing at this one. And his, I mean, he walked a trillion times during that steroid time. And that's basically what it is. I'm not swinging at this one. I'm not swinging at that one. But when I do swing, I'm swinging at the one and I'm hitting it 550 feet and there ain't going to be nothing you can do about it. And there wasn't. So Barry Bonds, best baseball player ever. Say what you want, don't care. So let's tally it up. Boxing, Sugar Ray Robinson. Football, Lawrence Taylor. Baseball, Barry Bonds. Now, let's go hockey. I don't know. I'll be the first to admit I don't know much about hockey. I watched the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know the rules, things of that nature. I'll be the first person to admit that I don't know much about hockey. However, I'm pretty sure there are people that do like hockey or even if they don't, they just like to have the the sports discussion. And that's what this is about, guys. This doesn't mean that I'm the aficionada of every single sport. It just means I like to talk about it. I like to hear people. I like to hear my opinion, give my opinion to people and hear the feedback. That's what this is about. So hockey, it's hard to argue when somebody's called the great one that they're not the best. I know that there's other players, Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr's of the world. You know, you can even throw Sidney Crosby. I know he's still going, got a long way to go. You know, you can throw him in there. And, you know, there's lots of guys. 
But Wayne Gretzky, I mean, he, again, he basically revolutionized hockey by the way that he played. And he created a hockey in warm weather cities. And what are you talking about, Brian? Well, hockey was in L.A., but hockey wasn't anything in L.A. until he got there. I mean, let's just be honest. And when they started flourishing, then other warm weather places started popping up. You know? And it became fashionable to have hockey in those towns. I mean, there wasn't no hockey in Atlanta. Miami? Come on now. Tampa? Nobody's having no hockey there. He made it popular. And he made it popular in L.A. You know how many things there are to do in Los Angeles? Just for a normal person. How much there is actually to do? There's a ton. And for him to make hockey popular in L.A.? I mean, heck, the normal person is just, hey, I'm going to go to a movie. I'm just going to go walk on the beach. And for people to start going, celebrities to start going. Wayne Gretzky, again, that's kind of my definition. Did you change the sport? And that's how I kind of define, can you be the greatest? Did you change the sport? Yeah, he changed the sport. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He benefited, don't get me wrong, from certain rule changes and things of that nature, but so did Michael Jordan. So did a lot of people. You know, so did wide receivers in the NFL. You know, but he revolutionized hockey and made it fashionable. He made it popular. He made it popular. And when you get something popular in LA, then it becomes popular everywhere else. And that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. So let's go to the next one. Soccer. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world. It's, I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying I know a ton about soccer either. Uh, but I know the rules. You know, I watch the World Cup when it comes on. I watch the Olympics when they, you know, I don't watch the MLS. I have no patience for that because I know those aren't the best players. However, that doesn't mean, I mean, hockey has come a long way in the United States. And again, they're not building these stadiums because people don't go. Now, the stadiums aren't football stadiums, I admit, but that's not what soccer is in America at this time. But again, I see they build these stadiums and they're not empty. I see them full. And like I said, it's not because people don't go. But the best player, I mean, whew, it becomes difficult. It becomes who's the best. I mean, is it Pele? You know, I don't believe that it technically is. Uh, I know Pele, that's the popular opinion. And he was the greatest for a while. I'm going to go with the guy that's playing right now, Messi. I know what you're going to say. Oh, Brian, that's all you know. That's the easy way out. Yeah, kind of. But I'll do a little research. You know, I know there's guys from Argentina and Italy that were really good. I get that part of it. But when it comes to soccer, the best player 
scores the most goals for the most part in, in soccer. Now, I know you can be good defensemen and you can be a great goalie, but you ask soccer people, you don't hear them saying that a defenseman or a goalie was the best player. You don't hear those things, that they were the best player ever. You don't hear that from soccer people. So when you don't know something about something, this is just a word of advice. If you don't know, ask people that know. I ask people that know. None of them ever say a defenseman. None of them ever say a goalie. It's always goal scorers. And the, the common theme was, if those guys, these defensemen and goalies, were as good of goal scorers, they would be goal scorers. They wouldn't be defensemen. They wouldn't be goalies. So I'm just going with Messi. That's who I believe is the best. Why? Scoring the most goals. That's why. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, I know him and Ronaldo that goes back and forth and this and that. I'm going Messi. And because he plays for a better team. Now, you could say the opposite and say, hey, Ronaldo plays for Portugal and they're not very good. But he gets them where I well. There's something to be said for that, but there's also something to be said as the best player in a great soccer country. And Argentina is a great soccer country. Haven't always shown it in the World Cup, but they are a great soccer country. So that's who I'm going with. Now let's go to basketball. Let me preface something first. I give credence to technology. And what I mean by that is I believe that technology has changed everything. I mean, that, that's a, obviously a, an easy statement to make. But what I give the credence to is you've got to be able to give old time people the credit of the technology of today. For instance, Jim Brown was the biggest guy out there when he played football. Now today, Jim Brown wouldn't be the biggest guy out there. You're right, he wouldn't. However, with weight training and lifting all this and nutrition, who's to say that Jim Brown, who was 235 then, wouldn't be 260, 265 now, running just as fast and just as hard? And then what would he be doing? With guys of today. I mean, those are things that I give credence to. You know, I give old guys credit. Some guys, oh, all you like, Brian, are old time players and you think the old guys are better. It's not that they're better. Clearly, some of these guys are better basketball players or football players or baseball players, but it's mostly in basketball because basketball has, has really... The evolution of basketball has changed a ton, more than any other sport. You know, in football, guys get bigger and stronger and faster. And for the most part, they do in every sport, but it's still the basics. You have linemen that are big. They've just gotten bigger, you know. Then that's where the difference. In basketball, it's the skill level. I mean, granted... Back in the day, guys were just dribbling with one hand, dribbling in circles. I give those guys credit for, hey, if the game was played today, they would evolve and be able to dribble with both hands. I mean, people talk about, oh, well, Bob Cousy. I'm like, come on now. Bob Cousy was the best when he played. He was the best point guard when he was playing. He just was. 
and he dribbled around with one hand in circles, but he was quicker than everybody. You know, I'm not saying that he's going to go out here and dominate a guy that's playing today. I just give him the credit to be able to do more than what he did then just because the way the game is played today. That's what I'm talking about when I give credence and I give that evolution to other people, to older players. That's what I do. I give them the credit that they would be the best. They would still be the best. Now, there's some guys that are limited athletically. For instance, Larry Bird. Larry Bird is my guy. Yes, I understand I grew up an hour from where he did. I Yes, I understand that I'm in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame with Larry Bird. What do you know? What do you know? Oh, B. Hanley and Larry Bird, side by side. Larry Legend and Kool-Aid. <laughs> but I digress. But all, what I'm saying is, is that Larry Bird, I got oh, Larry Bird would never be able to play in this. And I don't even have discussions with those people about basketball. I don't even I don't even talk to them. I don't even respond when they say stupid stuff like that on Facebook. He would never play. You're right. Because clearly they know nothing about basketball. Yes, Larry Bird was limited athletically. But he act like there weren't any athletic guys that played when he played. Now I admit there's not as many because again, the game has evolved. But Let's not get off track here. Larry Bird was a basketball player. He was always going to be limited athletically. There are always guys that were better than him. The difference was he outworked them. And he was just good. I mean, Larry Bird was just good. Act like he was some average basketball player. The man would tell you what he's going to do. And then go do it, and you couldn't do a damn thing about it. Larry Legend, get off the man. Deal with it. But he wasn't the best. He was not the best. Bill Russell. Man, 11 titles. But he wasn't the best player when he was playing. And he also played for the best team. You know, the, his teams were better than Wilt's. Wilt was better. Bill Russell will tell you he was better. But he didn't play for the best team. So while Wilt was killing him, the rest of this team was killing Wilt's team. I mean, how do you blame Wilt for that? I mean, that ain't his fault. And blame the man for not playing on the best team. And it was by far, I mean, it's not like it was club. I mean, the Celtics were great. Now, when they went to L, he moved to L.A., well, it was almost done. And they still beat him. That may have been a little bit on Will. But Bill Russell's not the best either. Will, not the best. Didn't win enough. Yes, in my opinion, when it comes to basketball, winning goes into it. Really anything. I mean, you can't be the considered the best. When you don't win. That's just my opinion. You can't be considered the best when not winning. So, Wilt, not the best. Now, the next part of it, or the next person, I should say, is, I know, the Michael Jordan, LeBron. LeBron isn't the best basketball player that ever lived. Let's just get that out there right now. 
And I am a LeBron guy. I'm a LeBron guy. However, there is something to be said. And I get into an argument all the time. I argue with people about it. And it just frustrates me to no end. You got to show up near the end of games. You got to be better at end of games. You just have to be. You have to be. And I'm not saying last second shots because there is a huge difference between a last second. I'm talking about when, you know, when it's crunch time, five minutes, fourth quarter. Where are you at? What are you doing? You know, and there's something to be said for, hey, if I get the last shot, who am I giving the ball to? I mean, people just aren't everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people and I'm talking about in the history of the game. There's going to be lots of people that you're going to give the ball to before you give it to LeBron. Now, some of that has to do with his mid-range shooting or long-range shooting or whatever you want to say because he's not the greatest shooter. But when talking about driving the basketball, I mean, is there anybody better than him driving the basketball? There's not one person better than him driving the basketball in the history of this basketball game. Not one. And the problem that a lot of people have is that people come off this era of Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan would kill you versus letting you win. So he would attack you. And it didn't matter to him. Hey, I'm attacking. I'm going every time I'm attacking. Every time. Every time. He wasn't going to defer. He wasn't. Now, he passed the ball when the opportunity presented itself and needed to be passed. Don't get me wrong. But... Michael Jordan was out there to make the play himself. LeBron says, I'm making the best play. And he usually does make the right basketball play. There's no doubting that. But it doesn't mean it's always the winning play. There's a difference. And you got to understand that. There is a huge difference between the best play and the winning play. Michael Jordan always made the winning play. And nine times out of ten, that was him taking the shot. Didn't say he made them all. But that was the winning play. And if he made a pass, it was because that was the winning play because he had two or three guys that were on him. And there's your difference. But Michael Jordan, in my opinion, is still not the best basketball player to ever play. That, again, would go to somebody who changed the game, and that would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcindor. He changed the game. They didn't let you dunk because of Kareem. Think about that. Take away the dunk today. Just take it away today. You know how many guys would suck in the NBA if you couldn't dunk? I mean, just think about that. Do you know how many guys would be horrible basketball players if they couldn't dunk the ball? And they didn't allow him, this man to dunk. So what did he do? He created the greatest shot of all time, that out to 17 feet, called a sky hook, and he would just knock it down. He would literally just knock it down. And then that's the way that it is. That's just the way that it goes. I don't care what anybody else is going to say. The bottom line is that he created a shot. Changed the way. You can say that Wilt wide in the lane. That wasn't for Wilt. That was for Kareem. They made the lane wide. They took away the dunk. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
Oh, by the way, he scored the most points. Oh, by the way, he does have six rings with six MVPs. I mean, and let's not act like the man's chopped liver. And he did it with a finesse game. Yeah, he's the center. And you can say, oh, he scored a lot of those. Hey, it doesn't matter. Nobody else did it. Hey, he played 20 years. It doesn't matter. Nobody else did it. Kobe played 20 years. And score that many points? Kareem. Kareem. Michael Jordan has done some things that I've never seen another man do on a basketball court. Not the best. Just not the best. When you put it all together and you break down what is going to be your best, what defines your best, when you do that, Kareem is always going to win that metrics. He's always going to win that metrics. I mean, it's not even close. He scored the most points. He won a ton of titles. He won a ton of MVPs. And he played a long time. And he was dominant. He wasn't just, I mean, even in those Showtime Lakers. I mean, you go back. Now, granted, the last title that they won, that you know, that last title, yeah, he probably wasn't the greatest. But he wasn't some bum out there that couldn't play. But you go back to the 1985, 85, he was a factor. He was a force. Man at 36 years old was a force on that court. Killing folks. So Kareem is that guy for me. And for a lot of people. But it's trendy, you know. People want to say, oh, LeBron. And he's going to end up with all... Hey, hey, hey. I love LeBron. But LeBron is the most frustrating basketball player that I've ever liked. And I think a lot of people like because they, they don't like to admit certain things about LeBron. LeBron doesn't always come up big in those moments. And he's so... It's... I know they say that it's his mentality that he likes to see other guys get involved. Hey, man, it's time to win. Go win the game. Not time to pass. Go win it. There's nothing wrong with you being selfish and going winning a damn basketball game. My goodness. Go win it. It's not always about making the best play. It's about making the winning play, people. Go win. Go win a game, LeBron. Michael Jordan did go win, you'll say, Brian. Michael Jordan, how come he ain't the best? Because he's just not. Somebody's better. That doesn't mean that he's garbage. He's literally 1B. But in my opinion, he's just not the best. Just not. I do, There's several matrix. You can look any of them up. People do it all the time. He is not going to be the best when it comes to that. Kareem. Kareem, Kareem. That's who I go with. I know that's controversial, but you know what? This is my show. I get to say what goes on here. And that's what makes it fun. So, I'm interested to see the feedback. Because I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of things to say. You know, The one thing about this is that I welcome all feedback. I welcome all of it. I think it's all fun. I think it's all good. I think it's all great. These are my opinions and I'm sticking by them. I'm not changing. This is what I believe. This is what I feel. And quite frankly, this is what I know. I deal with that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
This is a good one. This is a good discussion. Uh, and it may come back around in a different type of form later, but this was a good one. So I appreciate it and look forward, like I said, look forward to the feedback. Let's do more. We're going to keep doing. We're going to keep doing this, man. This is this is really, really fun. I've enjoyed a lot of, of just doing the research on the topics. Let's keep going with this. Thank you, guys. of my brother Robert Aloha Let's Talk Ball is produced by myself Brian Hanley and Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Editing, music, and intro by Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Graphic design and cover art also by Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Research and fact checking by myself, Brian Hanley and Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions is our director of operations The Let's Talk Ball podcast is brought to you by the LTB Network.